Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered Podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time, whether it's a young person, a Black person, a woman. If someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Health Discovered Podcast, where we bring you fascinating stories and unique perspectives, like our recent episode on how heart failure can particularly affect women in Black and Hispanic communities. We've documented it time and time again. She was young, she was Black, she was a woman. No one expected her to look like the face of heart failure. When you don't look like what someone expects, that's going to lead to delays in diagnosis. We all have to take this constellation of symptoms, treat it the same each and every time, whether it's a young person, a Black person, a woman. If someone presents to me with my heart racing and feeling winded, I need to get an echocardiogram 100% of the time, regardless. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? Today is Wednesday. Yes, it is a little later than expected because your boy had to take some time to kind of just take in everything that happened. Um, as you may have heard, Israel Adesanya lost to Sean Strickland and lost his belt. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. You know, it's, you know, my, my favorite thing to say in life is, is life's a game of runs and coming off the high of even rewinded back a few months to Izzy beating Pereira, knocking him out and, crazy fashion um and then probably the next biggest fight for me sean knocking out aljo mm. i was on that high i thought i was untouchable i'm not gonna lie i got complacent <laughs> i got complacent i didn't think i was ever gonna lose again and then sure enough it just everything just fell off i I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't say it was gonna be, like I I came on here and said it was gonna be easy. There were like Izzy was gonna knock him out. Izzy was gonna finish him. I bet on Izzy to finish him. Yes, but I told you something feels weird about it. Like I said, I'm not nervous for the fight itself, but I'm nervous that I'm not nervous. And I was like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I just knew there was something. I knew there was something. And. You kind of get these in like team sports because you for like for like a, a football or more specifically in basketball because you have so much games in a short amount of time. 
um, kind of like trap games. Um, you never really look, you never really think about it in a fight because you only get two or three a year. So everyone's like we say, that's why we love this sport because every fight matters, every fight's big. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one just felt like a trap game. It literally felt like Izzy didn't really want to fight him. Um, he he wanted to fight Driscus. Um, being a basketball player, um, one thing that it always happens in basketball is like if you have an emotional game and a big game, close game, you pull it out, you win, you're super high. Your next game, you always start super flat. I don't know what it is, but you just it doesn't feel the same. Like your the adrenaline is just low. It like the stakes aren't as big, or like you know, you just the game doesn't feel as important. Um, and that's kind of what I kind of got from Izzy was it was just the Pereira fight was so big, man, so much adrenaline, so much going on, and then this fight was just like, what do I get up for? Um, and that's what scared me, and that's a lot of what scared me was like. That's I don't know, and it's looking back at it now. It's like I couldn't put a finger on what the feeling was, but now I know what it was. It was just it was a trap game. It, it didn't feel right. Izzy didn't really want to be there. It was an Australia weak card, really off names. wasn't a lot of hype. Probably the least hype Izzy fight in a minute. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's sad. Um, and you look at it and you think like. Damn, Izzy's thirty four. I don't. I, I, I'm a. I'm at loss for words. Um, just it just wasn't off night. It wasn't like it was anything. I just remember telling myself like in the second, third round, like Izzy just can't fucking hit him. Like he literally can't hit him. It was just anyway. I'm sorry, brother. I, that's that's my that's my opening rant. Um, you you, you can. Uh, I know it's a. <laughs> you you can talk now. I got more. I got more questions than anything. Okay, so, okay, okay. I mean, did this one hurt? Would you say it hurt more than the Pereira fight? No, not at all. Because, um, so the first Pereira fight, obviously, you know how I was. I was fuck this dude's not going to beat us, whatever. But there was a chance that he can beat us, and it was like, and still, even after that first fight, it was like, all right, we won three we were winning four to one we were, we were gonna win four to one he caught us late um we're fine we can beat him he just fucking caught us um yeah this one just this one was an upset like i don't think anyone was shocked when Pereira won the first time because he's been before um yes it was surprising because izzy hasn't lost izzy that was izzy's first loss to 85 um, prayer wasn't a seasoned mma striker and a fighter um, but it was still like, ah, he's beaten before. It's just nice. It's just his kryptonite. Um, this one is just, he was fucking minus 600, bro. It was, and it, and just the way he beat him, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a prayer where he got caught. Like Sean won every straight out beat him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and it was like a slow, painful death. Just like knowing like, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah it's, as someone kind of watching from a more neutral standpoint, because I've been really big on the Sean Strickland train as of lately, I the whole fight, I just kept thinking that Izzy was going to catch him at some point. He was going to turn it on. He was going to make that read, just kind of like he did against Pereira when he was playing possum. Every time See, he would do that, yeah. I was like, he's playing possum, bro. He's going to get him, but so, it was just not his night. So you said like you, you expect 
expected that. I didn't think that. I, I fucking knew it. Like, after he got after he got dropped. I wouldn't even say after he got dropped. I would say after the second round, when, when he didn't come in. when he After he got dropped the first round, came out and didn't win the second round. I was like, yeah, we're in trouble. I was like, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. The second round was close, but, yeah, he needed to go out and dominate that round and take back the fight. Yeah. But yeah. Did you see that um, Eric Nixick in an interview today with Ariel? He said Izzy came up to him in the post fight and he said, dude, you saved Sean's life. You were calling out every single thing I was about to do. So it just shows that obviously while MMA, it's it's an individual sport, your coaches can play a big, big part even after the octagon doors have closed. They can still go in there. Yeah. so uh, So like where I was watching, I couldn't hear much sound. Um, I could hear like the announcers a little bit, but I couldn't hear like the actual like, like I couldn't hear a lot. Um, but someone had texted me, and it makes sense now. Someone texted me was like, "Damn, Sean's hella well coached." Now at the time, I didn't know what it meant, but now that hearing that, I was like, "Okay, I, I know what they meant." Between rounds, too, Nick Sick was just giving great advice. Like after the third round, he's like, "We did not come all this way to lose a boring ass decision. Come on, like get on." Even though he was like probably al- already winning the fight, yeah, and it just seemed like he was keeping Sean in a in a really good mindset the whole time. And, I mean, Nixick, he's he's up there with the best of the best. I think he's the front runner for coach of the year right now. Yeah. Just with what his guys have been doing. Um, Props to Eugene as well. Had six fighters on the card. That's got to be so stressful. I heard – I think it was actually – Yeah, I think it was Nixick as a matter of fact. He said – the high, like the emotional highs and lows, kind of what you were just talking about, you know, between yeah. fights that are months apart that you feel when you're coaching your guys. And then you have to go back, try to get back to that even mindset for your next guy, get him ready. You don't want to be all amped up or all sad in front of him because it'll throw him off. So to do that six times in one night and then have Izzy ending it off, you know, your main guy, that's a lot, dude. And I also wonder if, if it's hard to to really dial in on all six of those fights when you're preparing for this same exact night, because yeah. I'm sure that they're, they're good at, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like dividing their resources amongst them, but that's still pretty tough. Yeah. And I think they went three and three, which is yeah, not great, but you know, it could have been better. Four and two sounds a lot better. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, it was, it was just a crazy fight the whole time. I was kind of in shock watching it. I was like, "This isn't real right now. Just, this isn't real." It was just weird. It just felt weird. Mm-hmm. Just, and we both felt, kind of said it on our preview show. We both said like, "This one just feels off." Like I think I said, "I'm not going to bet it based off of the energy that's been going around," but it really does yeah. feel like something's brewing. Kind of like how Leon Usman felt. Yeah. Do you? I know there's obviously a lot of bias in there. But where do you rank this upset of all time when you stack it against Sarah, GSP, Weidman, Silva, um, even Edwards, Usman, Holm, Rousey? Yeah. I'm probably missing a big one that I'm going to get clowned for, but where do you rank so this like, one? Is it up there? So you can't really say this now, but, like, to me, it's not that big because, like, I kind of knew it. Like, I, There's something in me that just knew it, bro. Like, there was something in me that fucking knew it. So, like... Before the fight, I placed my bet on Izzy to win inside the distance, right? I placed my bet, and I was like, fuck no. I was like, no. I was like, no, I don't like it. 
And then I just, so like, I can't say that now, obviously it's a big upset, but I would say like those other ones, I for sure thought, like I for sure thought Nunez was beating Pena like this one. And maybe it's, maybe it's cause I'm such a big fan and I'm, I just get nervous, but it wasn't even, but like, it wasn't like a nervous, like, like I said, it's a, it's a different nervousness that I felt. I'm usually nervous just like for the fight, like anxious, but like mm-hmm. this one, I, like I said, I don't know. I just, I just fucking knew, like, I don't know. And I'm not going to, I'm not trying to sit out here and say, I called it. I knew it. Cause I did not Obviously I fucking put my heart, hard earned money on Izzy, but it's just something, some, there was something there. There was something there that I just, like we just said, it just fell off. Yeah, man, just a, just a wild night in MMA. It's one of those that's going to go down as history. And, yeah, even though it did – do you, oh, um, one more question I had for you. I heard this was kind of a hot topic of discussion. Do you think that – or do you think that Izzy fighting so many times, do you think it kind of caught up to him, his big activity? Because he fought – he fought Jared Cannonier last July. And then yeah. he fought Pereira twice, and then he fought Strickland. So that's all in a span of 13, 14 months. Yeah. Do you think that catches up to you? Um. Yes. I don't think that's a factor to, to this case. I just think at the end of the day, bro, like you can have the toughest mindset that you can have, which is he's one of the most like mental toughness people in the world. Um. But, like, I just think at the end of the day, we're all human nature, and he just couldn't get up for this one. I just yeah. think that's what it was. Like, I think he – I just I just think he thought Sean was annoying and, like, he didn't like the way he talked about him. Like, it's like everybody. But, like, there was genuinely, like, no fear. I don't think I don't think he feared Sean Strickland. And I think when you don't fear the person you're fighting, that's dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, I mean, obviously – the Cannoneer fight, it was International Fight Week. He was hyped. Even then, it was a, even then was a lackluster, lackluster performance. Um, and then, obviously, the Pereira fight, we don't need to get into reason why he should get up for that fight. So I just think I – just, I just don't think there was a reason for him to get up for it. I don't think he had, had that, like, I'm willing to die in there tonight. Like, I don't think he felt like he it had to like beat it. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he felt like he had to beat Sean Strickland. He ha- felt like he had to beat Pereira. I just think he thought he was. I I just think he was just just couldn't get up for it. There was there's yeah. no like. I don't think that when he was training and and he was trying to go that extra mile, he he couldn't find a reason why. Now when it's mm. Pereira, it's like this dude's fucking beat me three four times. Like I need to fucking beat this dude. And I just think this one is different. Like we all need motivation and like okay, so you're Izzy. What was the motivation for this fight? It's just greatness is the only thing I could think of, but you can't really attach anything more than that to it. I guess win money, but he's got enough of that. Yeah. So I'll segue. Would you rather that Izzy take some time off or do you want him to get that immediate rematch? And does he deserve the rematch? Because he didn't have a title defense this time around. We know that he's either the best or second best middleweight of all time, probably second best now just being honest when you look at silva's title run how long it was um before before i answer that i want to say one thing um i hate when someone loses and then we look back and say they're not as good as we thought so like when khabib the whole time khabib's brain is he's the greatest ever he's this he's that which he is he's all that but then as soon as he retired 
well, he never did this. He never really did this. He never really did that. And I saw people on Twitter kind of just hinting at it like, was Izzy really that dominant? Can we really say he was this? Like, let's see. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. He is who he is. He's fucking great. He's fucking active. He's one of the best middleweights of all time. He's top two cemented middleweight of all time. Um, so I just want to say that. Secondly, um, I don't know. I and maybe this is just a little overreaction. I don't think he wins the rematch. Dude, it really almost looked like with Izzy not getting up, it just looked like a Styles make fights kind of thing too. Yeah. Strickland's defense is just good, and then Nick Six out there in his not in Izzy's head, but just kind of predicting what he's gonna do almost. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, obviously you don't just retire, you don't do that. But then it's like, okay, he. It's just again, it's just one of these. And we see this a time with we've seen this with other divisions, but it's like, okay, he wins, then what? He beats Sean Strickland, then what? Fucking third time. Now you have a rivalry with fucking Sean, Sean Strickland. Like, I will say Hamzat. Hamzat is the one out there still that I think could still be a huge fight for Izzy. I think that would kind of be the last hurrah for him if he could yeah. stay at the top until Hamzat's ready for the title shot. Because you don't – because he can't – and the thing with Izzy is he can't fight not for the title because anyone he's going to fight, he's already fought those dudes. One so thing I – So you don't fight Cannonier again for a, for for the fucking title eliminator. Yeah. Here's a couple, here's a couple of scenarios I guess they could do. So you could – do Izzy versus Drikus have Strickland fight the winner of Costa Hamzat? Or wait, 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 wait. Hum- so so Izzy fights Strickland just to fight him? Or no, Izzy fights Drikus Duplessis. Yeah, as the as the co-main or as like a title eliminator, I guess. And then you have Sean Strickland fight the winner of Costa and uh Hamzat, and then Izzy, if he beats Drikus, fights the winner of that. Yeah. Or if Hamzat beats Costa, you could make Izzy Hamzat right away. That could definitely be a main event, even if it's not for a title fight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, as of now, again, I don't want to overreact, but I just don't think Izzy wins against Sean. I don't think he wins against Hamzat. Like, I think he beats Drikis, but at the end, do we know that he beats Drikis? Like, again, I'm not trying to react, but. That shit happens this quick in the, in the MMA, bro, in the UFC. Like, I don't know. He's 34. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, he just didn't look sharp. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from this. Obviously, he came back from Pereira fight, but this one, this one feels different. Like, this one, this loss just feels different because you just felt like there was, you felt like he tried to get to that place and that, and that, and he just couldn't get there. Like, he tried to get to a different mentality and go to a different, like, mental space and he couldn't get there and i think that's the first time he, in his life and his mma career he hasn't been able to get to a different zone so that's what that's what scares me because the one of the obviously he's one of the best strikers of all time one of the best kickboxers of all time but one of the reasons why is he is who he is is because of his mental toughness and i think in this fight it wasn't there so that's what's mm-hmm. scary yeah, I, I saw some stuff on Twitter and Instagram saying that that was not the Israel Adesanya that fought Kelvin Gastelum yeah. four or five years ago or however long it was. You could see it, dude, at the end of the fight when Strickland was just walking towards him with his hands down. 
I was like, bro, at least try and throw a front kick or just some crazy knockout shot right now. He's giving you the opportunity. It almost looked like Strickland was, I don't know, this is a little, this is kind of a weird deep one, but I remember Uncle Chael saying that he felt like there was just something inside of him that wasn't going to let him win the title mentally. Like just kind of a weird block where if he knew he won that title, he would have nothing to work for anymore. Like his life's work would be finished and he wouldn't have that same drive getting out of bed the next day. Mm-hmm. That might be like part of the reason Silva caught him in the triangle or he just never won a title fight. It almost looked like that was Strickland, dude. In the last 30 seconds, it's like he was just walking out Izzy like, please knock me out, please knock me out, please knock me out. Yeah. Izzy was just backpedaling the whole time, dude. I was I was really shocked. It really felt like we were watching an era end in yeah, front of our weird. eyes, which is crazy weird. to say, dude. It's a weird night. It was fight was in the middle of the day too in Australia. I'm sure people were walking out yeah. of the, out of that arena in the afternoon, like, bro, what is going on yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. That's how that's how it happens, bro. We can't. I can't sit here and say all the reasons I love this sport, and then when it happens to someone fucking close to me, or not even close to me, but someone that I fucking love, I I can't be mad at it. Like that's it is what it is. It's one of those things that makes this like it's the high high the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like we always say, I mean, God's fucking humbled me. I was on my high horse with fucking Sean's win, and I was fucking tooting my horn shit. Thought I was the guy. That's what happens. My guys were fucking champions. Two of my top two guys were champions. And fuck. Hey, I got my heart broken in a in a different sport this weekend. We'll talk about that later in the show. But gosh, at least you got one. You got one in on me pretty good. Yeah. But um, what about the rest of the card? Did anything stand out to you? Any performances in specific? I still think that the Viper beats all four of those welterweights in the beginning of the card. Probably finishes them. Um, I really liked um, Cape and Dos Santos. I thought Dos Santos was good. Um, mm-hmm. I think he should definitely get another chance. Yeah, um, agreed. I thought Olberg showed some good things that he can go the distance a little bit. Um, yeah, the cardio looked much improved. Yeah. Um, Blood Diamond still sucks. <laughs> um, other than that, man, like I said, it was just weird. Um, nothing yeah. really. I don't really have anything. Um, we could put the bets up. Start it off hot. You oh want. my god! I texted you like earlier in the night. I said, "Are you perfect right now?" <laughs> we Yeah, we went started off fucking one, two, three, four, and oh. <laughs> would I have hit the parlay? Yeah, I would hit the parlay. Is he one, huh? Shit. Yep. Damn. Yep. Well, we'll fucking battle back this week, boys. So yeah, yeah I'm through the fucking card this week. Dude, two back-to-back uh, weeks with title fights doesn't really feel like it, but I think I'll be hyped for that Grosso Valentino fight. Even like more it. hyped as it gets closer, bro. When it's, it's like, like a lot, I've been I've I've been calling for like girl, not to be disrespectful. I've been calling for the girl fights, fight nights, fight for the title. One dude, one thousand percent. I guarantee you, this will have more viewers than a pay-per-view. Than- then the Canada pay-per-view when it was Amanda versus um yeah whatever her name was uh, now I'm all Harry for girls like I'm all for the girls coming but like this yeah. is, I like this I like this let's do it um I love it dude and they stack the card around them too yeah I like this a lot of good fights on this card um we'll start with the main event um Alexa Grosso Valentina Shevchenko um two rematch here um Kind of one of these, like, we're in that position again, kind of with Leon and uh, Usman. 
Mm-hmm. You think? Do you think that Grasso the underdog plus one forty five? She just better and pulls it off, bro. So yeah, in that last fight, I thought Grasso was honestly she wasn't winning on the cards because Valentina was getting a takedown and just kind of laying on her. Yeah. But I think Grasso was winning the fight, if that makes sense. She was landing yeah. more shots on the feet. She was hurting her more, doing more damage. She wouldn't have won the decision. But, I, yeah, dude, I, I like Grasso here. Valentina, she's probably my favorite girl fighter of all time. It's been it's been an honor watching her dominate the strawweight or flyweight division. Yeah, yeah. The flyweight division. But, yeah, dude, I think it's time for a new era. Grasso's 30 years old right now, so she's just right in her prime. Valentina, she's a little bit older. I'm not sure exactly how old, but yeah, I, I like Grasso here by decision. Yeah, me as well. I think in a, like, um, when you beat somebody, I think you're just not that you're just automatically better, but kind of just like in the Pantoja Moreno thing. Like a lot mm-hmm. of these guys, they uh, if they want, they win it, they win it. Um, yeah, I'm all over Grasso here on this. We'll put the bets up in a little bit, but I'm all over Grasso. Um, the one fight I wanted to talk a lot about was Kevin Holland versus JDM. That one's interesting. Um, at, if I didn't watch JDM's last fight, I'd be all over JDM here. But Holland has looked really good. Yeah. I Dude, so this is Holland's fifth fight in, a, in basically a year. So he fought Hamzat on September 10th. And today is... September 13th. So, yeah. so this will be his fifth fight since then, which is insane. He's probably the most active fighter on the roster, or definitely the most active fighter on the yeah. roster. One thing that honestly scares me with Holland, though, is his hands, dude. He breaks his hand in almost every fight, or he's like going into a fight with a broken hand. He's always talking about, oh, yeah. I couldn't throw my right hand today, or I couldn't throw my left hand. And this is a fight that he's going to need to be at 100% for. Because JDM is a guy, 26 years old, on a 15-fight win streak. I think he lost his first one or two MMA fights, and he's won every fight since then. He joined the UFC in January of 2022, and he's already 5-0 and and ranked number 14. So he's yeah. wasted no time. But this is his best one. This is yeah, this is his, best, uh, his biggest test by a long shot. So I'm really excited for this fight. What do we got for the odds? I'm trying to pull them up right now, but um, my, uh, Kevin Holland is plus one thirty. JDM is minus one fifty five. Oh man, dude, Holland! It's ah, one of my favorite fighters, bro. I gotta take Holland here with the plus money. Yeah, I think he wins in general, but I think I got—I mean, especially if I can get him plus money, I definitely gotta take him. One thing that scares me about Holland though is. I feel like he's going to want to just stand and bang. Like, if he uses grappling against Jack, he'd be at a yeah. huge advantage because we saw Jack's grappling in the last fight, and he's definitely good enough on the feet to make Jack respect the stand-up enough to where he could get a takedown or a trip or something like that. Yeah. But I just don't think Holland's going to do that. We've seen it numerous times. We saw it with Wonder Boy. We've seen it most of his career. He hates wrestling, hates grappling, at least in fights. So... I'm like going back and forth because I feel like JDM just wins a boxing match. Yeah. He might be the best boxer in the UFC. Stop it. He's, dude, he's nasty with the combos. Even in his last fight, he was he probably dropped the dude like eight times. 
but yeah. he just kept on trying to shoot for the guillotine. Yeah. We got Rod Rojas making his return mm-hmm. at Bantamweight versus Terrence Mitchell. Um, kind of big spot here for Raw. Um, minus 700. I, know, I don't like that at all. Um, just, yeah, I don't like it, but, um, yeah, I think this is a good matchup for him to get back to that dominant win. Um, I don't hold his losses against him. He's a kid. Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought they kind of fast tracked him. I, I, I thought he, I don't think he should have, I think after that first win, not gonna say he got lucky, but that was like, he squeaked out a big win. Um, after that, I thought the hitter just took it slow. They threw him into the fire, um, lost, but now he's back. Hopefully he gets the height back um obviously minus 700 that they're saying that kind of i can't argue with that um but yeah i think this is a good match for him terrence mitchell seasoned fighter seasoned vet 33 years old which is also what scares me but mm-hmm. and we saw mitchell get sparked in his last fight against cameron simon yeah was that the one where we were that was 290 i think or was that yeah. before that yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was the one we were at, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think it's a great choice of opponent for uh, Rosas. I think he wins, but I'm not laying down minus 800, and I'm also not yeah. confident enough in him to bet, like him winning by submission. So yeah, probably be a stay away I, from me, maybe. A uh, couple of fights on this card to watch out for. Roman Kopila versus Josh Fremd. I think that's a good fight. Ooh, that's a really good fight. Sneaky, sneaky good fight. Sneaky good fight. Um, I got a couple then, notes on that one too. Then, go ahead, go go in on it, go in on it. I did. I I got my CA bag a little. I got notes on a few. So Kopilov on a three fight knockout win streak. He's thirty two years old right now, eleven and two. His last fight, he had, in my opinion, the knockout of the year so far. I think it was on the same card as Gaethje Poirier. It was. So he's yeah, turning around really quickly. He had a. a it looked like a Krokov head kick. It was so vicious and violent. Yeah. And then Josh Fremd, he's he's a grappler. He's a pressure fighter. He's 11 and 4, 29 years old, two fight win streak. And um, he did miss weight by three pounds in his last fight. So that's something to look out for. And what kind of has me really liking Kopilov in this one is that um, Fremd fought on August 12th, so a month ago. And yeah. he missed weight by three pounds, so it means that it wasn't a good weight cut, good camp, whatever. And he's doing a really quick turnaround. And this card was kind of put together, not last minute, but it popped up on everyone's radar pretty late. So I feel like they yeah. were kind of scrambling, and he just didn't want to turn down the opportunity. So stylistically, I think Fremd could get Kopilov in some trouble because Kopilov has had trouble with grapplers in the past. But everything else has me really liking Kopilov in this one. So I might put a little on him by knockout. Yeah, I'm big on Kopilov in this fight too. I agree. He's I think he's in the parlay. We'll we'll see it in a little bit. But yeah. Um other fights to watch out for. Tracy Cortez, just because you always gotta watch out for Tracy Cortez. Gods too. Did you see um did you see the video of her in that new sponsorship gear? Did I? <laughs> did i bro she's too bad to be fighting for real that's what i'm saying she doesn't need to get punched in the face no really. not at all not at all she, bro oh i feel like what's crazy is like i think people just talk about her because she's like good looking but she's really fucking good like she's 10 and 1 yeah 
I know, dude. It kind of she kind of gets like I feel like her fighting gets knocked because of how good looking she is. Yeah, kind of like Sanko with announcing. I think Sanko's a solid announcer, but yeah, um, Edgar Chires, you'll remember he was the one that fought um on UFC 290 against. He was on the main card. It was like, what was his name? It was like oh, he Tatsura fought Chira. He fought yeah, yeah. When he, uh huh, and he had a really good fight against him. So he's making his. I'm glad the UFC gave him another shot. He's ten and five, so he doesn't have a pretty record. But we saw firsthand he is a dog. Yeah. And I think the UFC they're doing him a little favor with this matchup. Daniel Lacerda. He's lost like five, he is, five straight, right? Yeah, he's zero and four in the UFC, and he's been finished in all four of them. And none of them are against that? guys that dude. I feel like the UFC keeps guys on the roster that they know that one of like a guy that they like could beat. Yeah. You know, like instead of cutting him, we'll be like, ah, we'll just feed him to a guy that we need to win. Like kind of like Mitchell almost. I don't wanna I don't wanna be disrespectful, but that's just my opinion. And then I had a couple other notes on guys. Dude, they put a lot of young, not really well known Mexican fighters on this card. So since you know a lot of a, a lot of our Mexican community is going to be watching this, it's a mm-hmm. great chance to build these dudes up, and I think they gave them good matchups as well. So I like these guys for betting. You got Daniel Zellhuber versus Christian Gallegos. Zellhuber, he's uh, from Mexico. He's 24 years old, 13 and one, fighting out of Extreme Couture. As we just saw, that is an elite gym. He's coming off of a win versus Lando Veneta. He's one and one in the UFC, but he's only 24 years old. And then Christian Gallegos, he's 33 years old and he's 20 and 10. So just that kind of right there, it's not great, especially at the 155 division. But he is coming off of a win uh, versus Ricky Glenn. But I like Zell Huber in that fight, big time. And yeah, those are the those are the main ones I had. I'm I'm excited for this card though, and I've got to say the Giants. I think. I think with the before, events that before, took place before, on Monday. Before, before I give you, before I talk to you about that, let's get the bets up. We'll talk about oh, yeah. Get the bets up. We're going to go nuts in man. Over two and a half, minus 185. I just got to see one fall. I'm tired of watching these girls fights, betting the under, and they fucking goes over easy. Um, we're going to go Cam, Campbell and Reyes, under one and a half, minus 270 to win 35. Land a lot of juice here, but I got to see some fall. We're going to go Tracy Cortez minus 130 because she's too good looking. Then we're going to go Godness Reed over two and a half minus 200. Biggest bet of the night, 100 to win 50. We're going to take a stab at Terrence Mitchell at 30 to win 150 because I don't think Rojas is good enough to warrant a minus 700 line. Um, then we're going to go two underdogs. We're going to go Kevin Holland, 35 to win 43, and Alexa Grosso to be and still. 35 to win 51. We're going to parlay Campbell, Chires, Kopilov, and Holland for 50 to win 200. Let's get back in the green, a chip away, and let's go, baby. Come on. I like those. I like the stab at Mitchell, too, because it should be playing with house money at that point. And we both said we don't like the odds, so why not make him pay? Yeah, he doesn't. He's not good enough for me to not bet. I'm fucking minus 700. Fuck that. Um, all right, so yeah, you can give your reasoning on how we fucking hit you 40 to zero. Yeah, um, we need to blow it up. We need so after the Jets, 
this i'm still in overreaction mode for sure yeah every, every, right. everyone is everyone is like i say this all the time like it's it's and it's a it's a lot because there's only 17 games and you have such like you have six days to talk about in between games but like even like so like i'm a big tua guy before the season like even when he's drafted i have a fucking tua jersey um I'm, i was big on tua so everyone always gives me shit how he hasn't been as good as i thought um so like even like this week everyone's like yeah bro two is the fucking guy he's generational i'm like bro like i still think he is who he is but like because of one game like we're so quick to overreact like Mm -hmm. even the cowboys like i'm not overreacting about it i thought i mean we had some bullshit blocked field goal um even then i'd like the defense was really spectacular that that's a positive the defense the defense was fucking great but i'm not sitting here like we're going to the fucking bowl like i don't know i just think everyone's week one's week one i would say my biggest takeaway from week one bro and like you know this but the nfl is fucking hard (laughs) that shit's fucking hard bro that shit's so hard margins it's just fucking hard, bro. Like, it's hard to fucking win. It's hard to fucking get a first down. It's hard to fucking score. That shit's fucking mm-hmm. hard. That shit's hard. Especially after watching college. I've been watching USC. You know, yeah. we've been going nuts this year. You watch that on Saturday. Yeah. And you, dude, it's just, like, Angel, like, 20 to 17. I watched a couple of films yeah. today. Like, some plays, the quarterback's just, like, no one's open. It's just fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think... I don't really think even Patrick Mahomes could do much better than Daniel Jones did on that night against you guys. Like he probably yeah. would have made a few plays here and there, but y'all were in the backfield every single play so yeah. quickly. I think what the Giants have to do, we got two choices. We could either I think the best choice is to just beef up the O line, do what you guys did like ten years ago, draft an O lineman in the first round like five years in a row. Yeah. And then you had a great offensive line for like a decade now or we trade daniel jones to the jets <laughs> because rogers y'all saw what happened last night they need a quarterback here in win now mode and then yeah. we tank and we get caleb williams because if we're gonna play you guys twice a year and we're gonna play the eagles twice a year and even washington has a pretty good pass rush we either need a good o-line or we need a quarterback that can make magic happen like caleb yeah. williams yeah. So I think those are our only two choices if we want to be competitors. So like you said, you're overreacting because it's Monday or it's like the day after Monday morning quarterback. It's the week. It's so quick still, but like, so you, you're, that's your decision. Is it overreaction decision? Cause you can't decide to tank week eight. If you're going to decide to tank. Yeah. I mean, this game against Arizona could be for the number one pick this week. We play the Cardinals. So that's, they're our biggest. They're our biggest competitors right now for number one. I don't think we can. I don't think we can lose enough yeah. with Daniel Jones at the helm. He's too competitive. He'll get us some wins here and there. But if we traded yeah. Jones to the Jets, that would be the only hope. Like I still yeah. like Jones. Well, like, I'll tell you a, what, I think. I think the Bills would take Dable back in a heartbeat. They're fucking missing Dable. Oh, I like. No, I'm. I want to keep Dable. I know he didn't get him ready to play, but I love Dave's. Bro, they are it's they're in hard. hell without Dave. Yeah, you guys are I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys come back and beat us in Dallas fucking twenty four seventeen. Like it's just a hard fucking game, bro. 
it's, mm-hmm. there's no harder sport. Like it's just fucking hard. Especially it's when fun. momentum gets going one way in the rain like that. Yeah. Like y'all were just moving yeah, twice hard, as fast as us. Yeah, don't overreact, brother. Don't react. Trust me, don't overreact. Appreciate you. It'd be uh, it'd be alright. Yeah, we both so we both had our dreams crushed this weekend, but we'll be back. Yeah, I needed I needed I needed the Dallas win, bro. It was uh, it was not a good. It was. I mean, it. Was, I don't know. I can't explain it. I feel you. How about fantasy football? Not good. I mean, I had Burrow in one league, and then so lost that. I'm in that's too many leagues this year. That's part of my. I've always thought that, but that's kind of my thought of the week. Is the NFL is hard because my fantasy team couldn't fucking score either. I got good fun. guys. Yeah, so I was like, "Bullshit's fucking hard. Fuck this." Yeah. I'm Jameer Gibbs and the Lions have me sick right now, dude. Because no, they're giving Montgomery. I, I, think, I think I think he's gonna be the guy. No, he looked so electric every play. He's the guy, he's the guy. He's the guy. He just needs to go between the tackles a little bit more. Yeah, I'll be all right. Easy fix. Easy fix. All right, then. Do we got anything else before we get out of here? I know you're probably tired as hell. Long day at work. It's all me good, brother. Well. It's, all good. it's all I got, though. See you on Monday. See you on Monday. Great card ahead of us. UFC Noche. Tune in this Saturday. Mexican Independence Day. Shout out all my Mexicano friends and family out there. Till next week. Deuces. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler General Registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General Registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com.